You're listening to the Coach T Podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thomas. Today I got a special guest, one of my former teammates at Muskegon Community College and a Grand Valley State Laker legend, two-time national champ, Mr. Billy Johnson. Billy, how are you doing today? I'm not too bad. Just sitting here on my lunch break. Talking to my buddy Isaiah Thomas, going for hey, my first hey. interview on this thing called podcasts. First experience <laughs> with this, so it's going to be a fun, new, interesting experience for me as well. Well, I'm sure you will do well. You're very good at uh, expressing yourself, and you and you talk so eloquently. So, um, well, thank you. Now, like I mentioned before earlier in the podcast, me and Billy first met each other my first year at Muskegon Community College, and it was also Billy's first. Uh, year at Muskegon Community College, and um, I don't want to give away too much because it's about the about the interviewee, not the interviewer. So, tell us how you got involved in this great sport of wrestling. Um, that's kind of an odd, random story. I was actually in drafting class in high school, my freshman year. The head coach Mike McKelly at the time came into the drafting class to recruit these two other individuals Ty and Brandon I'll leave last names out to join the freshman wrestling team and the current drafting teacher Mr. Grossa five foot nothing old tennis coach <laughs> a great guy randomly called me up hey Billy come up here like yeah Mr. Grossa I said you should go out for the wrestling team so I said Okay, sign me up. And they signed me up for wrestling. And I just got the time and started showing up. I mean, it's not an extravagant story, but it's a funny, unique story. Because up until then, I really, I don't I played football. And I was kind of looking for a sport to keep me in condition and build up some strength. Because I was also playing football. And I wrestlers are strong they're athletic this would be a great opportunity for me to get into better shape and work on it to improve my football skills and honestly my wrestling career ended up just started taking off from there after a couple of years of getting my butt kicked (laughs) (laughs) i was the worst kid on the team i was getting uh, the 125 pounder getting beat by the 103 the 112 the 119 (laughs) <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> uh, it was it was a rough first year. None of the coaches thought I was going to come back either. They all assumed I was going to quit because I was just, yeah, frustrated, not good, stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's interesting that you uh, you came out as a freshman, struggled, and you were a pretty good pretty good high school uh, football player. You were play, running back, if I remember correctly, and on some pretty good teams at Fruitport, home of the Trojans. Yeah. So, um, what really got you going in high school? Because you ended up having a pretty good end to your high school career. Um, what kept me going? Or got me like going? what pushed you to that next level? Because um, you ended up finishing your high school career very well before you transitioned into college. Yep, I took seventh my senior year. It wasn't until my junior year until I really started getting any success. And honestly, I just think it was my 
drive to prove everyone wrong and just to rise up and be successful because I, I needed something to give me drive because then when I was in middle school, I was basically a screw up, didn't play any school sports, failing, just, just a mess. So I think this was actually a minor transition as for myself as well through life as a direction. I had no direction. And I think this is the first time I ever had really a direction or something that was challenging, something that this, this is tough. And I was never really challenged up until then in my life. I was always just flying under the radar. I think just my drive to be successful and want to do well is what it just came down to. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So uh, what made you, cause you actually took a year off before you went to Muskegon. So what went into that thought process? Like I placed the States, uh, maybe I should give this college wrestling thing a try. Uh, what, what went into that decision? Um, well, when I graduated high school, I guess I didn't really have a plan for my future. I didn't really have direction. I didn't really intend. I didn't, I just didn't know. I had no idea what I was going to do. I actually started working a little bit of construction with my brother because he started working construction. So when I got my, got a job doing construction and during that off year, I went back to my old high school fruit port because I had two younger brothers wrestling on the team. One was a ninth grader and the other one was an eighth grader. So I wanted to come back and I volunteered and helped out with a team. And during all that time, I started developing the enjoyment of coaching and helping and just teaching these kids. And during that year off, that's when I decided that I want to go into education. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to maybe do some coaching. And so I decided to enroll in Muskingum Community College and enroll into the education program. And I thought to myself, Noah, might as well wrestle while I'm here. So I went there and I contacted the coaches and just called them up. I'm like, hey, I want to join the wrestling team. Kind of went over and said, hey, are you in the wrestling class? I'm like, yep, I'm in the wrestling class. He's like, well, you're on the team. I'm like, really? Cool. So it wasn't – wrestling was almost a – secondary trait that I just also used as encouragement to get there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. And I think about, so when we were at MCC, we had this, um, we had tryouts for our, the, those that won their wrestle offs who get to go to Reno. And um, at the time, nobody really knew who you were. Um, I, I didn't know. And we had some pretty, I, at that time, you got to understand, we had guys like uh, Kenny Thomas, who was a four-time All-Stater and a, um, a three-time finalist. Omar Tease, who was a returning junior college All-American. So was Mike Walden. Um, Michael Paul, who was runner-up in the state. Uh, so there there was a lot of kids. Like, I, I, I mean, Muzik Khan, who was a multi-state qualifier. Mark Arbogast, who was a returning national qualifier. So we had a lot of firepower in that room. Lambros Catalas, who was a four-time uh, state placer. Um, Josh Perry from Montrose. So the list goes on and on. So I remember you going into this challenge match, not knowing who you were, 
And you had to wrestle Michael Paul, who was a pretty accomplished wrestler in his own right from East Kentwood. And uh, you end up winning the challenge match, and then boom, everything kind of takes off. But your sophomore year is when at MCC, where I think things really started to take a turn. So what what changed for you mindset from that freshman year to your sophomore year? I control my emotions and kind of learn to calm myself before matches. I was a little bit of a head case, honestly, and I would get anxiety and I'd stress out before matches. And I think between my freshman and sophomore year, well, the first time I ever developed any kind of confidence in wrestling skills or confidence in myself in general. Uh-huh. And, and, and then from there, as a sophomore, you end up making it to, I think you were like, what, 30-3 and three that year? Something I, like that. Yep, I lost one match the entire year going into nationals. And then it was a Wisconsin tournament. I lost in the finals. That was my only loss the entire match. I mean, the entire season. So, yeah, I think a lot of it came between my freshman year when I came out and got a little bit of success and kind of got a fire lit up under myself. And honestly, you were called Jason Bowman, right? Bowman? Yeah. Jason Bowman. Yeah. Coach Bowman. Yep. He helped me out a lot over the summer, too. I went in over the summers, I worked with him. And he took the time and actually helped me. Up until then, I never really had anybody take me aside because I've never, coaches, not all coaches, but coaches tend to want to help improve the successful ones. And they kind of know which ones aren't going to be really, they're going to be struggling. And my freshman year, the head coach didn't really have any belief in me. He didn't know who I was. He didn't want to start me. So up until between my freshman and sophomore year, I never really had anybody believe in me. So I think that gave me encouragement and gave me that extra drive to work. And honestly, it just gave me confidence in myself, mm-hmm. which I've never had before. All right. And Coach Bauman, hopefully one of these days I'll be able to get on the podcast, cross our fingers. We'll see. He's, he's coaching. Uh, he lives out in Florida now and, and just started like a new wrestling program where he's at. So shout out to Coach Coach Bauman. And, and also he's got a brand new granddaughter. So that's exciting time in the Bauman household. Uh, so sophomore year, you make it to the Nationals of Junior College. You don't place. And then you take another year off before you go to Grand Valley. What made you choose Grand Valley? <clears throat> Well, when I was going to MCC, we had to do macro agreements. And the macro agreement, we had to pre-select which college to go to. And during the time, I made the decision that, hey, I want to wrestle. So it was either between Grand Valley or Western Michigan. And since I lived in Muskegon, I could commute back and forth to Grand Valley Right. If I were to go into Western, I'd have had to move out there for the education program. Mm-hmm. So I kind of chose Grand Valley because they did have a wrestling program. It, I was able to still stay at home and commute back and forth. And I didn't have to move out of state. There's a couple different design, design factors. One, the wrestling program. Mm-hmm. And two, they did have a good education program. Right. And, and I, I can't speak to it. I'm a Saginaw Valley 
grads, so we're kind of natural <laughs> enemies. But I'm sure GVSU's teaching program is just as good as Saginaw Valley. Yep, I I enjoyed it. <laughs> I liked it up there. I like my stint up there. Uh-huh. Uh So it, so you you go to Grand Valley, and and at this time, um, I talked about this previously with with uh, your your former head coach Rick Bullheis that. You know, from 2000 to about 2015, Grand Valley had a squad that could compete with many teams across all divisions. And um, we were trying to list all, all the kids and all that stuff. So what was it like being in that room with uh, with a legendary coach like Rick, Rick Bullheis and Dave Mills? Um, how, how were they able to get you to unlock your full potential so that you're making runs towards national titles as an individual. I mean, I wasn't aware of any wrestling skills or I wasn't aware of really anybody. I knew a couple of wrestlers. I had no idea who Dave Mills was. I had no idea who Rick Bullheis <laughs> was. I, uh-huh. I didn't know, but honestly, I think I went up there and it, they made it enjoyable. They put me in a situation where I enjoyed practice. Same thing with MCC. I enjoyed practice, good competition, good teammates. They just had a good atmosphere up there. People wanted to wrestle. People enjoyed it. And I think that was key for me, to relax, go out, and just have fun. I found that when I would overthink and stress out or get too much pressure, Occasionally, I would buckle occasionally, and it's happened occasionally throughout college and at in high school where I'd go out there, and I mean, everyone chokes, everyone bombs, but they they were encouraging. They weren't negative. Everything was positive, and it just had a good atmosphere and allowed me to focus better and be able to concentrate on my main goal and just work on what I needed to work on. Right. Which is wanting to be a national champion. So what was – you get your junior year, and that, then that old 7 team, um, you ended up having like three national champions, right, including yourself? Yep. It's me, Michael Paul, and Tony Ferguson. Which is interesting that we were all on the same team at MCC at one point uh, during our tenure there. Yep. Um, and, and then the following year in 08 – um, you have to defend your national title, so to speak, at 157, right, or 165? I actually bumped up a weight class to 165 for nationals mm-hmm. because our 157-pound backup, Russell Corral, was a pretty solid wrestler. I mean, he ended up multi-All-American, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And our 165-pounder was... Younger, a little less experienced, so coach asked me to actually bump up for nationals, which wow. was actually beneficial because the other 165-pounder ended up suffering an injury at either district, I think at districts, and was unable to continue. Mm-hmm. So we would have been out of place uh, point score there too. So yeah, I won at 57 my junior year, and... I had bumped up a weight class, and I was already a smaller 157-pounder. I, I was typically underweight. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, that's the one thing I will say that that I always admired about you is that you didn't really you weren't a big weight cutter per se. You liked to wrestle at whatever weight you were. Obviously, you would be in good shape, strong enough to compete at whatever weight. But you never said, you know, my size because you're not particularly tall. Uh, I'm going to cut down to 49. Like that never entered your mind. You're like, I'm a 57 or I'm a 65. That's where I'm going to be. I'm going to make myself the strongest wrestler I can be at those weight classes. I mean, I had no issues making 57, period. I would be coming in under 57 occasionally before competitions would even be engaged during the conditioning, during initial practices. I'd come in the beginning of the year, 160, 160 low 160s and... Even when I was at MCC, after wrestle-offs with Michael Paul, Coach Bentley called me into the room, and he asked me, so, Billy, are you going to start cutting down to 149 now, or are you going to wait till the Niagara tournament for the cutoff and cut down to 149 then? And I just looked at him and said, I'm not going to cut weight. I'm going to wrestle 157. He seemed shocked that I responded as like that, and I explained to him that, if I'm going to cut down to 149, I'm, it's not going to be difficult, but I'm going to have to f- put some focus on that. I'm going to have to take a day or so of practice and focus weight cutting. And I told him that's going to take the enjoyment out of it. I told him right now in my life, I need something that's enjoyable. If wrestling starts becoming work, I'm going to fall off. It's, it's going to get tough and I told him, and I think that's kind of where we butted heads, and that's why I never started at 157, really, as a freshman. Right. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, trying to break in, and, and you had a lot, of, um, a lot of opportunities there where when you won the MCC Open your, your sophomore year, then it kind of opened everybody's eyes that, well, this Billy Johnson's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the coach didn't even know I was in the finals that year until <laughs> – he asked me, hey, Bill, are you still in the tournament today? I was like, yeah, I'm still in it. How you doing? I'm in the finals. What? Because that was a, when the MCC tournament was a beast of a tournament. Yeah. I mean, wow. I beat two Central Michigan kids that day, a Michigan State kid, a Purdue kid, and a stud from Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. So that's when that was some serious competition. And honestly, I'd say that was one of the toughest tournaments I've ever won. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Well, Billy, I, I think your story is outstanding. The fact that you've kind of stayed the course and, and throughout your your wrestling career, you just continue to get better. And it's very difficult to win one national title, let alone two back-to-back. So that's a very uh, amazing honor that you have. What's your advice for those athletes that are trying to, I want to say get to the next level, but they, they, want, they want to be successful. What would you tell them what they need to do to uh, achieve that success they've got to get their mindsets right they've got to get a position in their life where they enjoy it it can't be just a daunting task for me a lot of my success is derived from enjoyment of the sport and bettering myself the competition even if it is stressful It's something that you have to learn to overcome. And honestly, I find that that learning to overcome the initial struggles in wrestling has uh, transitioned into life experiences with running into other issues or when life throws you curveballs. It's just 
you've got to get to a position where you have fun still. Mm-hmm. There's going to be days where you're discouraged, days where you're frustrated, days where you're pissed off, upset. You, you got to learn to block that out. Even when I was up at Grand Valley, there were times when I was discouraged. And I think it was my junior year up at Grand Valley, I started getting a little bit discouraged. And I had some personal stuff, home life things that were upsetting. And I I started falling off a little bit. And some of the wrestlers noticed. And they kind of talked to me. And come Christmas break... I had I did no training, I did no conditioning. I took the entire Christmas break off and just enjoyed myself and relaxed. Came back ready, clear-minded, and just went on a tear. Remained in the year, never lost a match for the rest of the year. You just gotta find balance. You gotta balance everything. You can't just one hundred percent focus on one task. You gotta balance it and enjoy it. I agree that the funds in the process, I think over the years, that's been a big thing. I think you're kind of the first person to look at the whole mindset thing um, with enjoying the opportunity to compete versus trying to enjoy the pro of winning. You know, it's all about the process and really being grateful for having the opportunity to compete and to get better every day. Um, more effort based versus results based type of deal. So, um, Great job, Billy. I appreciate having you on the show. As always, I've had tremendous amount of respect for you. You're a good friend, and and you've been doing some great things. And it, it's always nice to get a phone call from you, see how you're doing, how the family's doing, everything else. And I wish you nothing but luck in the future. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Hey, always, man. You take care. All right. Thank you very much, Isaiah. You as well. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.